0: Hey, everybody. Uh, welcome to the show. Uh, the man himself, uh, Big Billy Ramsey, out on the hunt for the smiley face killer with a smile on his face as he joins the Conspiracy Horseman. Welcome, sir.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me.
0: Uh, good to be back on with you. I don't know if you recall, we actually did some time together on the Infinite Fringe with Billy Ray Valentine, I think maybe a year or so ago.
1: Sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so A couple times, I think. Glad to, glad to be back.
0: Uh, right now, we're waiting on our third co-host, but uh, you're on with... Uh, Stevie Richards and Greek God Papa, on, and as well as Ben Hameen, man. So welcome to The Conspiracy Hall.
1: Great. Thanks for having me.
0: Uh, So just to catch everyone up, uh, author and director of uh, the Smiley Face Killers documentary, as well as, uh, you know, I was looking up checking out some of your stuff social media wise, uh, your books on Amazon. I was really pumped to see, too. And I I know we had touched on it before, but I had forgotten about it. So uh, I definitely want to get into some uh, little Alistair Crowley and kind of maybe split our time a little bit. uh, But I don't want to take away from anything currently that you're trying to work or promote on. But I'm going to pass around the horn here. And Stevie, go ahead, man.
2: Not I'll let you guys go because I am really kind of in my infancy. I'll have follow-up questions, but I think I'm like most of the other people out there who really have never heard of this until Ben told us you were going to be on Star. So it was just like an entire st- disturbing new world of uh, intriguing conspiracy that kind of opened up. And uh, I, I really look forward to learning a lot more. Actually, I take that back. I don't know if I look forward to learning a lot more about this this uh, scary thing that's going on.
1: Yeah, it's very disturbing. There's probably two to 300 deaths associated with um, the, what's called the smiley face killers. But we can just go in and talk detailed. But at least two to 300 worldwide for the last um, 25 years, maybe. So it's pretty incredible. Yeah, that's because the, there's kind
0: of like, well, I'm sure more than just two tracks on this. And I, I'd like you to explain that as we get into it. GGP, before we kick it off, man, I'll throw it over to you, bud.
3: Welcome to the show there, William. Um, uh, just give give the fans a rundown real quick, a synopsis, I would say. Just a, a couple of sentences on what the smiley face killers are all about. Because just like Stevie, I didn't know anything about this till Ben brought it up. And I did a little research. Took you It know, pushed me back a little bit saying, wow, all this happened and nothing was brought into the limelight regarding this matter. So... Why don't you give them a little rundown? Our fans aren't the sharpest tools in the shed. So thanks for listening, you know. everybody. Yeah, <laughs> yeah thanks for... for listening, guys. <laughs>
0: ProWrestlingTees.com. Go ahead.
1: Well, <laughs> the uh, the basic synopsis is this disturbing phenomenon of young men being out at night, disappearing, and being found later in water uh, at certain times and dates that are longer than to be expected. There's usually a massive search involving the families and the police. And really the way this phenomenon got its name was from the original two guys who were investigating. And it's Gilbertson and Gannon and Duarte really from New York who found uh, symbolism spray painted close to some of these bodies, a smiley face. So the mythological phenomenon or the myth of this phenomenon got the name smiley face killers from the finding of this uh, symbol. And so that's really the short. And I, there's a lot more details about it that I cover in my three and a half an hour documentary. But uh, I was kind of a person who thought it was a myth. And the more that I researched and I kind of there's a lot of other independent research going on. Mm-hmm. And um, there's been some incredible developments, recent developments. But, uh, you know, that's the that's really the short synopsis.
0: Uh, absolutely, I'm excited to talk about those new developments. I was going to ask you if you want to keep anonymity, you can. Uh, is it possible to have you on video? I, I like the yeah, crowd. I can do it. Yeah, let ma- me just put my. But,
1: let me, I'm in California. Hold on just a second. i I'll put my shirt
0: on. <laughs> yeah, put got me in competition. On. <laughs> He's like, let me cut my sleeves off quick. I got a Stevie sleeved up. I'm gonna come back all jacked and tan. I'm in California, pal um yeah man that so that that is the long and short of it there is a profile to the the victims of this which is interesting to me but the amount of killings and the fact that it's global is is a very strange way i think there's kind of two schools of thought on this but hey great uh you know i was just explaining. uh, yeah i can hear you but i I can't see you yet turn this on
1: am i showing up at all there you yeah. go. There you are. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah, so that's, that's the, the synopsis, is that. Um, I, I, Before we get
0: into it, I want to just put this out there because this could be a huge break in the case if I end up uh, dead later this week. I just ordered a new router because I was having my other one cut out intermittently from white tiger was the name of it so if there's a code name or anybody sees anything white tiger that could be part of this as, as it goes forward but inside after i opened up the new router this was inside waiting for me and i'm not sure if you know i may be next if i am targeted because they knew you were coming out we talked about it for two weeks if the smiley face killer is one of our listeners and if this is found near my body then
1: white tiger might have done it Well, you know, that's the whole thing, is that a lot of people have discounted the meaning of the smiley face because uh, it's so ubiquitous. It's used in so many different circumstances. But what they failed to discount is the occult use of the smiley face and the occult meaning of it. And I go into a significant uh, amount of my documentary, explains that there is an esoteric and an exoteric. The exoteric is just a happy smiley face, but the smiley face also can can connote like a skull... And uh, suffuses the writings of William Burroughs, who was also kind of a, this idea of a gay mafia. So, um, yeah, so the, 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 my documentary shows all the common, these references in common culture, particularly Alan Moore, who is was uh, the comic book writer. But he said he spent half of his time being a magician as well as a comic book writer. And he uses the smiley face in his well-known a uh, comic book uh, watch visual comic the watchman right and the comedian is really the guy who has the smiley face and for him it's just a big joke to kill so there's a sequence within the watchman book and movie where he's in vietnam just blowing people away smiling and having fun so uh, i do believe that there is a correlation in some of these crimes not every one of these missing men is uh found with a smiley face but uh, Gannon and Gilbertson actually say that there's 12 symbols. They found all kinds of other different tags that are associated with it. But uh, that's really that's really the mistaken analysis. There's actually kind of a semi-famous paper, and you can see it on my website, where I, there, all of these researchers got together and supposedly debunked the phenomenon of the smiley face killers, and you can see it on my website. But it's the Center for the Homicide Research, and it's drowning the smiley face murder theory, and it has about 15 people on it. Um, but you can see my critique of that, and I discount all of the mistakes that and uh, analytical mistakes they made, which were actually kind of legion within that document. And uh, and I think that their problem is is that they looked through the narrow focus of Gilbert Anderson. Gilbert and Gannon wrote really the first and most important book. It's an excellent book, really, from a criminological perspective because Gilbertson is a professor professor of criminology, and that is case studies in forensic drowning, so case studies in drowning forensics, excuse me. And, and so that book is available. Sorry.
0: I just want to say as well, just to put over, you are a uh, bar associate in in California lawyer, so it's not right. just you know uh, you know as we've had other guests that. Uh, may not have as much credential as you are in in this amount of time you've put into documentary isn't necessarily the, I mean, highly entertaining and like it it just wears you down of like how many there are that you've gone through all of the research. But most, more recently, I think there's been two uh, new killings that are almost being directly attributed uh, to this and probably possibly based off of, you know, creating awareness of the work you've done because even if there's these hundreds of killings, how many that may not have been caught on the symbolism that you could estimate another third, it could be another whole X amount. And then I saw the map where across America, when you connect these, it almost looks like someone's trying to draw a smiley face. You have great symbolism that relates back to uh, the scene in uh, fight club when they blow up the building and do the uh, terrorism there. And, you know, plenty of other movies where we've seen it on, on mirrors and whatnot where it's in there. So as opposed to, uh, I wouldn't say a Charles Manson ass or any any type of uh, serial killer, we're talking more in a scope of, like you said, maybe a gay mafia, an underground secret society, skull and bones,
1: uh, you know, symbolism mixed it's, into it's, all of this. Right, right, right. Yes. there's Just to interrupt, there's another couple of smiley faces Seated throughout Fight Club, and pa- Palniuk. If you watch my recent documentary, A Cold Hollywood, which is kind of a redux of an earlier documentary I did ten years ago, I go into the real the real story of Fight Club, which is really the book, which uh, soap is human sacrifice. So there's a very strong theme of human sacrifice, and the ending of Fight Club uh, in the book is different than what's in the movie. The ending of the Fight Club. The narrator, who really doesn't have a name in the book, he becomes Tyler Durden, which is a 5 and a 6 and 11. So Palniuk knows occult-illuminated numerology and their meanings. And that's another shocker that comes when you actually read Fight Club. But at the end, he shoots himself in the face, and the scar he leaves is a big grin, kind of like the Joker. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, Steve. So Boy. the symbology, and palniak would call himself... And if you, li- if you really key into him, he puts himself in the same type of literary tradition as Burroughs. So once you kind of see these, in a lot of these movies, if you watch Fight Club from a cult, uh, cult perspective, Tyler Durden is starting a cult. Project Mayhem is a cult. It's basically, and in the book, Palniak talks about the, the place as being kind of like a Buddhist monastery. So these people are entering a monastic order. And so there are definite times. I don't have the resources to actually go out and find this. And this one of the interesting developments is in some of these deaths, the FBI is actually showing up. So I know that they're kind of doing their job. It's important to note that the documentary that I put out was was October 2017. So that's a time frame and a date. And we're almost at a two-year mark from that when There's been tons of other murders and developments and stuff like that.
3: Real quick, just let the listeners know what your website is, because you said it's, every, you know, the, the the retort to the case study, you know, that we're trying well, to debunk.
1: That's, uh, my YouTube channel is William Ramsey Investigates, and I've been doing a lot of interviews, so you can see that there, but you can see it's debunking the failed debunkers is the title of that video. It's about 18 minutes long, so I go in detail and basically critique that, but um, I also, the Vimeo, the movie is on Vimeo, so it's... Uh, The smiley face killers, who is abducting, torturing and murdering college age men in the U.S. and U.K., which is actually not doesn't fully encompass the global phenomenon of what this is, because there's been deaths in um, Germany, Austria, all over the place. So uh, it's really a global phenomenon. There's a lot. Yeah, a lot in Australia, believe it or not. So what I think one of the things when I analyzed the cases, I took a much broader angle. I really had a great researcher. A guy's name is Jim Smith. Smiley face Colt is his Twitter feed, and he's really, uh, he's really like what person. Like I cover a lot of different stories. He's really laser. I actually think that he's the most important researcher of all time on this subject because he was the one who really keyed into the enormity, the multi-jurisdictional enormity of these crimes, and uh, he's still. Any cases like I could just I couldn't even keep following. It's just too grim. But I think the real here's trick. The, here's
0: not, questions we we I kind of had for you and going forward because the victims as you put out you know fit a profile young male college age attractive late at night end up in the water the symbolism's there they end up being drowned which you know is type of asphyxiation not necessarily
1: not necessarily beaten. drowned found in water is actually much more accurate so the assumption okay. that they're drowned is a false assumption
0: right that's just a just a uh, decompose the bodies so you can't uh get more forensic evidence from it but it's fitting a pattern and uh, that's what I like, the fact of you being a lawyer, that the FBI is on it, and even in the trailer that you have on Vimeo, which we suggest everybody go and check that out, and the movie's only $4.99, so if you want a great three-and-a-half-hour documentary that really outlines so much, uh, definitely we implore you to check that out. But in even in the trailer, you have great small clips of security cam footage of victims and people in the area and people being seen. And when I see something like that, and I try and put the whole bigger secret society thing on it, it's tough to fit because that puts me in an individual mindset in wanting to let's get a profile of somebody. Is he the one guy? Kind of looks like 180 pounds, 160 pounds, Hispanic, high dark hair. The other guy might not fit as much of what I see. The the CCTV footage is a little fuzzy, but. Are we getting closer to a profile and actually narrowing it down to a geographic area?
1: A profile of the killer or of the victim? The killer? The, of,
0: of the killer, yeah.
1: Well, like, I think my conclusion at the end of the documentary, I mean, I don't want to ruin it for people, but sure. I think that there's multiple groups and individuals who figured out this technique through communication, through FedLife life or one of these underground dark web things and they figured it out. So I keyed into this guy, LandFear who literally had two young men in his house in the, the really kind of the epicenter of a lot of these cases that Gilbertson had seen, I think, in Wisconsin. And one of the kids escaped, and he had somehow keyed into where he found his victims was late at night after bars, which is almost consistent with so many of these cases. They're a late night at a bar. They've been drugged with GHB. That's what Gannon and Gilbertson found So uh, a lot of the cases. But... Um, yeah, so I, I, think a, you I think it's. I think it's a
0: whole finish of your movie and cost you any any buys, man. We want to get you as many buys as possible. Uh,
1: well, I'm very pleased with it. I think I I put in way too much information, but I think when you get done, you'll have a much different, broader understanding of the phenomenon than what you could find. Even I mean, I think Gilbertson again, Gilbertson again, and Gannon, by the way, we in an excellent six part series on the Oxygen Network that you can rent on uh iTunes and in the Apple Store or whatever and they're each an hour and they cover six cases but it's very important because they're working on the ground as ex you know uh, police guys asking questions and looking at stuff and really one of the most important cases to uh, to look into all these cases that really opens the eyes is a, a young man by the name of Dakota James who disappeared in Pittsburgh and so they covered Dakota James, Talked to his family. And that was where the mom walked out of an interview with the Secret Service and the FBI. So nobody knows why the Secret Service is there. But it's really one of the first cases where something changed in the government that the government didn't have a passive uh and what I would say a neglectful view of these cases. So uh, join the view of the with
0: wrestlers when you get somebody to sell for you like that, that is trying to keep you locked out. You know, you're on the right path touching a nerve that way. Stevie, you had something you wanted to go to.
2: Yeah, I I just, first of all, that this is just really, like I said before, it gets more disturbing as I'm hearing more facts like this. And it seems way too organizational to be. I've seen different things about gangs, I've seen copycat, I've seen all these dismissive, kind of debunking disclaimers attached to it. This just seems like a network, like you said, worldwide. And also, we were doing some research before and touching here and there in past episodes. About the origin of emojis, about the origin of these things, and, and how they have a satanic origin, which once again, I think connects to Illuminati, evil forces. And the secret service thing would been, and, and please elaborate on this, that just like clicks within me of deep state type stuff, all oh, these I'm things talking. kind of con- <laughs> kind of cohesive with each other.
1: Yeah, it's an excellent point. I mean, I think that some of these emojis are sigils. They're hyper sigils. I think one of the kids who died in, um, I shouldn't say kids, the young men who died i fifty, so they're all super young to me, but one who died outside of Philadelphia, they had in the background a smiley face with this huge sigil up against the back of the wall, and, uh, yeah, so the, you know, these people are clearly drawing stuff, um, and I think that the involvement of the Secret Service connotes a lot of stuff that, uh, I've kind of commenced a kind of a very casual study of gay serial killers. So I did a lot of shows on Iler in the Midwest. Um, this guy, Frank, I think, out in the West Coast. And they moved between jurisdictions. So I think that that's why the Secret Service is also involved. Is some of these people might be flying in to other countries committing crimes and leaving. So really the first case that I watched that somebody disappeared, when I really got into it, really clicked me into this phenomenon, was a guy by the name of Joey LeBute in Columbus, Ohio. And so uh, he, I can't remember, he must have disappeared in 2016. And I said, if this guy's found in water, I'm going to freak out. And he disappeared out of a gay bar. And a lot of people missed, that was one of the kind of mysteries about the whole Smiley Face Killers is they lost the element of the gay, the gay homosexual aspect to the case. But this guy was on, and there's also ties into Grinder on their phone. Both Joey LeBute and um, uh, this kid, uh, Joey, Joey LeBute and Dakota James were both on their phone. thinking. So there's like a huge, all they have to do is subpoena the records and try to figure out what's going on. So this serial killers or killer might be using these gay apps, and they did. And I keyed into that in my documentary, this guy, Stephen Port. But anyway, uh, Joey think- Labute was, Hold on, let me just finish. Joe, oh, the bee was found in water like 18 or 19 days in an obvious spot in the Skioto River, close to where he was after a massive search, manhunt. So where was he for those time, the 18 days? In my understanding, I don't really get a condition of the body. I don't get a lot of these autopsies, but I can tell you for a fact when they found a good Dakota James, he looked like he was dead for two days. He was missing for 40 days. Where is he for 38 days? That's what a lot of these guys can't explain is that and the government can't explain and the people who negate this theory or phenomenon can't explain is where are these people for the time because the body will float after three and four days. So where are they?
2: Well that's even yep. more disturbing in a way because that's keeping this guy alive for thirty eight days and the torture aspect of it. It's 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 a very it's a very sick, dark, twisted thing to even think about holding somebody for potentially 38 days to have fun. I'm using air quotes on the audio to have fun with them before you finally kill them. What a terrifying, terrifying concept.
1: The worst. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, it's kids are being sent off. The young people are being sent off to college again. And there really is a threat, not just to women, but young men who for whatever, for people, I don't, I've discounted. There's no, financial issues with any of this nobody's asking for um ransoms or anything so these colleges and i think they're covering it up i think dakota james is a perfect example of duquesne where he went to duquesne where they're not trying to and there's a lot of there's just mass murder taking place in boston um and they're just covering it up because they don't want to threaten or they don't want to lose value or they don't want to have the parents not send their kids there so i would warn all you and your listeners and everybody That young men can be at a bar, be targeted, be drugged, disappeared, murdered, thrown in water, and the police won't do anything about it.
0: Yeah, it it seems like expendable because of...
1: Oh, there's tons of politics involved. There's all kinds of things involved. You know, I think that uh, there's all kinds of issues that uh, are brought to to bear. And the other thing is that there's so many deaths that's happened, it's going to make the entire legal law enforcement community look like what are you doing you know why are you, just where, where going, it why you this? emphasizing this does it, it go you to hollywood?
0: does it go to hollywood the oh. adrenochrome underground like are they torturing oh. these guys to okay. extract all that kind of stuff like is that all tied in anthony Weiner's laptop to epstein's island to human trafficking as we've had on uh you know J- the um, forgive me, I can't remember his name. Uh, he was talking human trafficking, and they they've uh, brought home over two hundred kids. Uh, retired in uh, law enforcement, who they do this full time. So, uh, you know, is that all part of this underground tied in in an American and European secret society?
1: Well, that's an excellent question. <laughs> I can tell you this: in Hollywood, there is this kind of creepy underground. You got to look up this guy. You, you ever hear the story of Ed Buck? He's had like. He's had two African-American guys taken out of his apartment dead after yes. he, he hit him with methamphetamines. And he had some kind of toolbox. So that's an example. But there was another case that uh, Mark Ebner keyed into. Mark Ebner is a pretty well-known Hollywood reporter who's done a lot of exposés on Scientology. And his name, I can't remember, but literally he had a dungeon, killed a guy, and went back to work. like he never. It was just an accidental death. So these, a lot of these people have these freaking, se- these sex dungeons. It's not a joke. And, uh, I think that that's what, I mean, if you look at the story of Lanfear and stuff like that, are these guys network sharing pictures? If you look at some of these guys, something's going on. If you look at a lot of these killers that I covered, Eiler, they're taking pictures and they're also working in tandem with at least one other person. So I talked to Kolarik who wrote the story of Eiler. Um, uh, I can't remember the title of her book. But her book was in was one of the few books that was in Jeffrey Dahmer's apartment. Uh, so she had an interesting in This guy Eiler, who a lot of people don't know about, um, killed like 22. And if you look at the serial, the gay serial killers, their victim profile is the exact same profile of the smiley face killers. All of their victims look like the smiley face killer victims. So that should tell law enforcement a lot.
0: Is there anybody is there anybody uh, who's family, parents of a victim who's really biting into this and and like pushing this theory forward? Because, you know, I know the work that you've done and uh, these other retired police officers. But I think until it hits from the mom, you know, on the evening news to get to who we call the Nancy Browns, the Wisconsin 55 to 65 year olds to shine some light on it. It's just going to stay pushed under the rug in the underground for people like us who are content creators trying to chase the truth of something bigger. Uh, Is there anybody like that who's pushing the narrative into the light?
1: That's a great question. I think Dakota James's mom has been on. So there's been two hearings with the mothers of some of the victims on Dr. Phil and Dr. Oz. I think Dr. Phil, yeah. So they actually featured Right. So those are fairly sizable shows. Mm-hmm. and uh, Gilbertson, Gannon, and Duarte were on Dr. Oz. So they did a sequence on Smiley Face Coach, which you can find on it, and they promoted their show, um, which I highly recommend, all six of those shows. The one on Dakota James is incredible, and it, it's just another one of those ones that I watch. I said, if this guy gets found in water, like I'm literally watching it, watching the um, investigation, watching the missing persons, it's almost the same. Uh, same layout of the same thing. Like, families confused, and uh, so, you know, I've watched all of these two guys. I watched... I mean, I think what's really scary is Jim Smith has probably watched 30 people disappear and be found in water. Like, he just watched the whole phenomenon from beginning to end. It's incredible. So, you know, I don't have the resources and stuff like that. I've done a ton of shows with Jim, and there's tons of stuff on my YouTube channel that's free. You can just watch all the investigations that I did. And, uh, but... I would say as far uh, there's a definitely an underground of researchers. There's probably ten people who the public doesn't know who have very detailed uh, Excel spreadsheets, and people are definitely looking at it. There's a couple Facebook pages, so the, the information kind of gets out in odd ways. But I don't, and I. You know, there's a couple journalists. There's a really good journalist. A really good article about Dakota James. I can't remember the title. It was in the Daily Beast. It was her name is Nicole Wisensee Egan, E G A N, and uh, she wrote a superb piece of real investigative journalism for the Daily Beast that covered Dakota James. That he was actually poisoned. He was actually drugged like s- four weeks before he was disappeared. So like somebody did a trial run or something with him. Where he woke up and didn't know where he was, in a, and there was like a black SUV, like a high, like what you would, like a person with money would rent. Right. So, uh, as far as people are still looking in, and I'm sure the government's playing. Yeah, I mean, ah, uh, the government, the government's. I think the gov, I mean, the Trump administration has changed a lot, and I say that to Trump's credit because mm-hmm. these other administrations, for whatever reason or another, whether it's that obama whatever his real name is was hanging out at man's club in chicago in a torture room called room 11 you know i might have something to do with it why it's not being covered
0: uh, yeah, or you know even if you want to go back to PedoGate, PizzaGate, at comet ping pong uh, all that and they love lists so why not have a smiley face killer list we got the clinton kill list like let's just make some lists ggp i hate to say it i know you're not college age but you fit the profile i think we could put you on grinder and possibly use you as bait to bring this killer in and we can finally put this whole thing to rest. Well, he needed, I yeah. think
2: he deleted the the app while all this was going on. He got a little freaked out. <laughs> uh,
1: that was a good put one. Out, we'll put I'm you glad, out there. You
3: get me. That
1: was good. That was good. Um, <laughs> well, the, the interesting thing is that grinder covers up a lot of the crimes that are in there that are actually associated with them. So they're not, there's disinterest there's actually guys who roll gay guys on Grinder, and Grinder does not want to cooperate sure. with those stories. So, in all seriousness, is- I've heard
2: about the you know, hate crime through that, and there's absolutely yeah. no protection for the people to use the app.
1: Yeah. Oh no, there's nothing, and they, uh, they're. I think they're resistant to giving information out to families if things go wrong. And it's important, I think, the movie. The Stephen Port guy was this guy with a different al- alias who was using all these gay apps. Grinder had tons of GHB. Was GH being people like crazy? They, I mean, tons of dead bodies. His body disposal um, strategy was to leave them in like a heroin using church courtyard. And he wrote fake, you know, he was, so there's this level of deception. He wrote fake suicide notes. He wrote all the stuff. He was on Facebook looking at the victims' families, uh, watching them to see if they were correct, you know, onto, onto him. And, uh, that's the kind of person, you know, these land fear and ports, these are the people that you want. And there's an inquest about port in the UK because they bungled the case. So there are a lot of these cops made a mistake. And uh you know, so I think that you really gotta look into these grinder apps. The grinder apps are dangerous, man. I mean, I think that any dating app really, but the grinder app, wow.
0: Yeah, it's so. a lot of trust in people. Stevie Master Shoot I theater idea. Vince mixed is up as HGH for G H uh, B. just don't let me forget that.
2: Oh uh, no, not again.
0: <laughs>
1: no, let me ask a couple
3: questions this guy dakota james is that the kid that was found with his hands crossed over his chest like this
1: no that is uh chris jenkins that's chris okay. jenkins in um minneapolis minnesota fit the profile parents got uh, uh his mom Jan jenkins wrote a book about his their son's case and ed opperman interviewed her so if you're interested you can look at these interviews that, and you can see these other people. There was, I mean, uh, we can go through the list of all the people I've run in who've seen little pieces, the regional pieces of the case. Spignola, who was supposed to be a really re- well re- uh, respected investigator who investigated the Colonial Parkway murders, uh, has done a book that kind of semi accepts this phenomenon. But uh, Jan-, Jan Jenkins wrote a book, Chris Jenkins, The Autopsy Found. Uh, that he had hair in his hand as if he was fighting. He was found in a strained position, strained's position. Uh, yeah, so that that was another one with a lot of people involved. Kicked out of a bar. Bouncers had sketchy stories. It's kind of like Zach Marr in Boston, same type of thing. Uh, uh, contradictory stories between the friends of Zach Marr and the bar, bouncer. So there, there is it shows that there's it looks like people are working together, you know?
3: So So, another question that I have is that all these individuals that you've named and whoever else is unfortunately on this list, were they all homosexual? Were they all on this Grinder app?
1: No. That's what's scary is that there is definitely a gay component, but I would say half the victims are not. They fit the profile, but they're not um, involved in that lifestyle. But there's a significant amount that are. Gotcha. uh, That are in. And if you start researching these guys – there's correlations to gay bars, S&M stuff. Um, very, super sketchy. I mean, there's no, a there, really it, gnarly underground, man. There's really is gnarly there, underground.
3: Is there any connection to where it could be a bunch of women doing yeah. this? Yes. As opposed to being gay men or gay mafia? Like well, a bunch of leftist uh, you know, women who hate men because for whatever reason they didn't get to be prom queen with the popular guy in high school and now they're just getting revenge?
1: Well, I think that's a potential. There's a case that I studied really in detail that was super disturbing. His name was Naz Rahimi out of Georgia, and he was uh, he was kind of coming out. He was from Perth, Australia, so he was from a long way away. But he was hanging out with this crew of people, men and women, who were into the BDSM underground gay bars, all kinds of weird smiley faces. Before he disappeared, he's pictured in these pictures with people with smiley faces a lot of women who like, which is, just really crazy stuff. But so that's kind of like my conclusion. When you see the regionality and the totality, it's it's a mistake to say that there's one person doing it. I think there might be somebody really smart going through jurisdictions, knowingly throwing off police. But um, like I would say, uh, I don't know if I mentioned this, but the whole uh, Joey Labute that that he disappeared. When they had the Arnold Schwarzenegger Classic, which is a bodybuilding competition, and so somebody might have come into town, found a victim, and left. So, uh, but uh, to say that it's all women, there's been. A, if you read the documentary, there's like other parents. The parents are pretty sharp. They don't believe the cops. A lot of these parents are like, "No, my son was murdered by a group." There was one kid, his one guy whose name was uh, Pack. I think Pack from. And his dad said there's a group of men in a car driving around Minnesota, going from city to city on the weekends, killing people, you know, flat out. That was his them. Well, they killed my son. So, um, well, I just wanted Radel, to go Scott, Scott Radel was his name. Go, go to Arthur our Ford. chat
0: room real quick. Uh, William Ramsey. They said, I'm, they're not sure if it's because you're in California and a director with this soft lit background, fuzzy with your, you know, stunning uh, high definition up front is really uh, making it the the best picture we've ever had on the conspiracy. Uh, so they're pumped about that, and they also were kind of breakneck when you uh, went by the Obama thing real quick. Uh, some people had not uh, known about that. This Chicago uh, safe sex room. You want to just go back to that? Do two minutes on that? Uh, maybe some sure. people. Well, there, there's oh. a
1: gay bar in San Francisco. I mean, in um, Chicago called Man's Country, and. <laughs> that was known, or they think that Obama was a member there. He was known to be a member there, and uh, supposedly also, Rahm Emanuel was a member as well. And they had like it's a, it was a gay club, but they had like torture rooms. One of the rooms was Room Eleven, like that was it. So uh, that was one. There's a there's a real big cleanup operation when he became presidential contender. We'll just leave it at that. But that was one of the things that nobody on the left would ever admit and uh, when they had the WikiLeaks leaks there were two the really the biggest leak was the Podesta emails which they're still talking about today which we can get into that sure. but there was
0: 5,000 in hot dogs that's when right of those, it's yeah exactly. yeah
1: exactly so they're talking about that's what that was the earlier leak that was a different series 7 leak and those emails were saying we're having the hot dogs so that's that's the code. That verifies the Podesta leaks, because there was also stuff about maps, anchor chips, all these coded Epstein type terms, right? Yeah. And is
0: that so, where is that where the real truth and all this lies? The Epstein blackmail. We saw Podesta stick his head back out, trying to get back over with WAPO, thinking he could write from whatever, wherever he's held up. He's not out on the streets. He, he tried to come out on the streets and he got caught. You know, I think slowly he's letting the heat cool off. But as soon as he sticks his head out again, somebody independent media is going to whack him all his ass again. So,
1: well, it's we interesting to- you say that because if you look at these guys' Twitter feeds, Podesta, Dershowitz, nobody believes them. There's yeah. almost like five thousand people saying you're full of BS. They're, they don't have any support. Nobody believes these guys. And Podesta mm-hmm. is, you know, Skippy blood drinking. So yeah, you're absolutely right. These guys have been discredited, but it's going to get real worse. Epstein, I just read something today. They're going to put a million pages out. So this guy's totally connected in science. He's connected in Harvard. He's connected to Dershowitz. He's connected with a lot of politicians. Um, And there's more things going on. There's things going on in New Mexico. So you're going to see the verification of what was called Pizzagate, which is really... Pizzagate and the whole comment ping pong came out of the Podesta email. Sure. Yep. Sure. Hi, well, before I
0: switch gears and I wanted to go back because to tie Crowley into the smiley face, but while we're on here on Pizzagate, how about the Chester Bennington connection? We've we've done a show on this also with uh, uh, what's his name from uh, Cornell. Cornell. You know, we're talking blunt force trauma to the head, broken ribs and no, they OD, you know, so the autopsy is showing struggle. Unless, you know, that you're the shittiest EMT ever and you're breaking people's ribs while you're trying to do, uh, you know, like CPR and, and shit like that. But uh, blunt force trauma to the back of the head. No way. And and also the fact that he went to NYU on a Clinton Foundation thing. The family was divorced. If you put the picture of Chester Bennington and Podesta side by side, it's undeniable uh, in passing the eye test like that Shane McMahon is not natural athlete at this time. And, you know, it's just uh all right it, there, but it, it just still gets, you know, brushed well, aside.
1: Gets, oh man. <sighs> What's the matter? It's really bad. It's just really bad. Oh. The whole situation, they're whacking celebrities, you know? Yeah. And uh the the story of uh Randy Quaid, like celebrity, yeah. he's telling the truth. Yeah. <laughs> I mean it's really true. You can get killed for anything and I mean These guys operate like mobsters, and if you read some of the stuff, it gets really gnarly. So if you cross these very powerful billionaires, um, you end up up deciding to go into the bathroom in your hotel and tie a rope around your neck and kill yourself. When you're rich, famous, everything, you could have everything. Well, you 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 only do that after
2: you beat the shit out of yourself for a half hour.
1: exactly. You punch yourself
3: in the face. So... Um, or, sh- or shoot yourself in the back of the head with a staple gun seven times, and it's suicide. But so yeah. you
0: better, you better send somebody good. They better yeah, be up yeah, to six feet. Take, get this, take your... oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I'm just <laughs> saying when they when they come for it, when they come for it, you better send somebody good. I'm not selling for anybody under 240 pounds. So yeah, he
2: almost <laughs> shot me, and he loves me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so um, let
2: me
3: ask you a quick question, William. I mean, obviously. This has been a phenomenon for quite some time. Nothing's been done right off the bat. they dismiss it. you know, they drown whatever the case may be. It's an unfortunate circumstance. The same scenario, same gameplay different different uh areas the four one one mysteries that people go missing in the do you think there's a connection somehow where all these people and there's some kind of tie to the cops and the politicians on the top, and that's why they're turning their. They're the blind eye to this whole scenario.
1: Well, uh, that's a great question. So, Paulides did write a book uh, about this phenomenon. Yep. Collected a lot of stuff. I've, you know, so I've tried to talk to him. Not very friendly, (laughs) not very friendly at all. Uh, And he wouldn't actually come to a conclusion. Like I was asking him, "Do, do you think it's Bigfoot? Do you think UFOs are abducting? And that was it. He was having none of it. So, he seems to really be interested in maintaining a mystery as far as 411. People bring that up all the time when I bring up these cases and I've distinguished them from those cases because they are um, all taking part in national parks and things like that. Mm-hmm. So really the cases that I've focused on, and there's so many other cases where somebody mysteriously dies or a young man, but all of these cases, these guys are found in water. So they disappear on the night out. They found in water. In My documentary, I think I put in 40 or 50 guys. So, to to kind of distinct I think that the smiley face killer phenomenon is distinctly different than four one one, but as far as you mentioning the mentioning the politicians, something odd is going on. You know, there's something really weird about uh Dakota James, for example, because really one of the big things in the case is that Cyril Wecht, very well known forensic anthropologist who was involved in two of the cases. This is uh, the, the, the real victim zero that got Gannon and Gilbertson involved was a guy called, I uh, know I'm forgetting his name, but the Cyril Weck looked at that case and he looked at the Dakota James case and said that there were ligature marks, which the police said were blood, uh, was blood pooling after he disappeared for 40 days. So he's, yeah, dude, it's unbelievable. So if you look at the excuse of the prosecutor's office, it defies logic. So you you locked
0: up right there like that. That's just like the red flag. Okay, we we don't go any farther than this. How how is this possible? How do you have a job? How are you justifying it? You know what I mean? Like we know you're in on it with somebody. Somebody's holding your feet to the fire. Now stooge on them or else you're going down for collusion and protecting, you know, who's really behind this. Like where is that great American hero, Swamp Drain, John Wayne, Clint Eastwood? lawman, lawyer, or gunslinger, somebody who can back it up.
3: In the words well, of Stevie Richards, I'm sorry, real quick, in the words of Stevie Richards, it's the long game.
1: Well, that's a great point that you make because I've been talking to people and they need to actually start letting people into the legal profession who have courage. Who've been, if you look at a lot of the American heroes who've taken on very uh, difficult cases, they've been in war, they've been in warfare, like the guy who took on the JFK was in world war ii i forgot his garrison, name garrison jimmy garrison, garrison I think. Thank you. yeah so you'll see these guys who are real tough they really have true grit like a uh, old cowboy yeah. uh really been have been some of the best lawyers and it's well, that, that, that the to kill the
0: mockingbird movie. you know uh you know one of my improv mentors tj jagadowski on his new one that's his favorite what atticus finch right as uh the, the main character there and the the system of our entire court system is so far from what that morality was you know we've we've diverted from that there's no way to even without scrubbing it clean or doing a whole new kind of bounty hunter law like you know to to get somebody like that and it seems like whether it's child trafficking that is kind of going on with these lawmen who said, come back from war, enough's enough. I've got a certain set of skills, and uh, they would be beneficial for you to use them. Uh, What I wanted to say is, have you booked your Airbnb at the reopening of the Aleister
1: Crowley compound? No, I have not, but I have been watching it, so that'll be (laughs) very interesting. I don't really like to spend too much time with thelemites or people who like Crowley, so... Dual society. Uh, well, I was going to yeah. say, you think this
0: is uh, connected in there? Where I saw they're going to be shutting down for certain observances, okay. pagan holidays, and wouldn't that be nice to do some more sacrifice, smiley face killer
3: style?
1: Right. Well, I do think that there's an occult angle to some of these deaths, no doubt. So, I, I mean, I'm not really ashamed to say that. I, I cult-related stuff, perhaps, but um, whether there's an overt things. I mean, I go into Peter Christopherson in the in the movie who mm-hmm. really is a black magician like a literal living black magician who did all the art for zeppelin the monolithic art, i think it was for zeppelin 4 or something um and did all these music videos and you know i think on the side he did that whole uh thing with uh, for broken with uh, Kurt, Trent Reznor, right, mm-hmm. that I feature in the movie, where it fits the same profile, I think, as what's happening with smiley face killers. They're going on the street, finding a victim, taking back to someplace and huh. torture them. So a new, there's
0: a new movie coming out where what's her name hunts the elite hunt people. They're taking off the street. Uh, what's her name? Hillary Swank, horse face actress. Sorry. Yeah, from Karate Kid.
1: There was a uh, so, movie from a long time ago called The Most Dangerous Game. So it's yeah, about I- the elite I-T, of- yeah.
3: <laughs>
0: I love the book when I was actually uh, in junior high, man, to, to take it even back. So this narrative has been around. And is it just a Bohemian Grove uh, stooge report really at, at this time? You know,
2: I got a quick question about the uh, the uh, the murders once again. The pattern of them, you know, they put them in water. They don't drown them. They put them in water. Is there a pattern or is there any kind of ritual ritualistic thing where, they want the bodies to be found? Are they hidden in a place or is it exposed? Say, here we are. And this is what we did.
1: Well, that's a great question. I think my conclusion is they're definitely found in water. If you look at the end of the Peter Christophson video, the victim is actually in some kind of bondage being drowned, right? That looks kind of ritual. It's actually on the cover of my documentary, where this guy in the gimp mask is got chained and being drowned. So whether it's ritualistic, I think the point of this this mo, the real gist of it is that it's confusing the police. Oh, he didn't actually get abducted. He was actually out late at night, wandered around, and was found in water and drowned. Yeah. So, I think that that trick worked for decades, honestly. So, my analysis is that somebody like per, like upgraded their skill set. Like, oh, okay, I you know, there's not 18 men missing. There's just these unfortunate guys who somehow wander off by themselves, disappear, and then they're found in water and they're dead. You know, so I think that that's the real purpose. Purpose. People, we've I've talked about the ritual aspect of this, whether there's some kind of inside thing going on, and it goes back to Pizzagate. This, this, on uh, the guy who owned Pizzagate, his icon was Antonus, right? Who was the ideal male lover of the Emperor Hadrian who somehow was either murdered or ritually drowned in the Nile. And that's the story. So he was some kind of ideal love of Hadrian, and he was on um, Alephantis. He was Alephantis. James Alephantis. Right. So some people have surmised, like, maybe that's really what's happening, is that these are young men, you know, generally good-looking. Nobody's fat. Like, nobody of the victims, and you can see that on Gilbertson's analysis on Dr. Oz, He's showing his body size or the um, body mass index, and all of the victims are towards the skinny side. So, uh, yeah, so the, as far as the ritual stuff is concerned, it's possible. You know, the thing is, is that they bungled uh, the cases. I'm trying – What uh, McNeil. So McNeil was the first case. That was the first case that really was kind of victim zero, and that's what set off Gannon and Gilbertson. The reason Gannon and Gilbertson got together – is Gilbertson was seeing the same phenomenon in St. Cloud as Gannon was seeing in New York. So that's how they teamed up, was because they both saw the pattern. So McNeil uh, was found in water you know, south of the Hudson. They never had the autopsy. It wasn't public. The, fa- if the family wanted the autopsy. They got the autopsy, gave it to Cyril Weck. Cyril Weck says, this guy was blowtorched. He was literally the, the, the actual things that he endured was that he was tied to a chair and the blowtorch because you could tell that the blowtorch wounds were in the upper part of the body and he had like somebody hit him with a hammer so the guy was clearly tortured um, and that that really is showing that a lot of these autopsies are never being are not being made public either by intent or just people just take what the police said but at granted at face value but now i think that the parents are really kind of going come on, this doesn't make any sense. So they're really starting
0: Especially to get a, a BTK type killer. You know what I mean? Is like, that's so specific, like to, to do that. And that pattern of behavior is going to be repeated. But if you're not looking at it, right. <coughs> excuse me. Uh, through the lens of multiple killings as an investigator and just the one of some crime of passion and not putting it up on the big wall and putting the piece of yarn between them to connect it, it's, it's, uh, it takes somebody like you with the long scope of let's start putting all the pieces together and and, uh, and formulating, hey, why are we not looking at something bigger here, whether it's an individual killer on a spree in whatever zone, Midwest, uh, East Coast, or if it is this this bigger uh, collusion, it seems like it's all tied into, uh, into it.
1: No, it's huge, man. There's a bunch of deaths in L.A. There's five missing guys in San Francisco they haven't found. There's a lot in Portland, especially uh, in the gay community. Is he
0: well, like a boogeyman? Is he a boogeyman too? like that? Now, are they more aware of that? Is like is, it's in the underground maybe of the gay community where they are aware and it
1: just hasn't been brought out. That's a, that's an excellent question, man. Really good question. There was a movie that was Al Pacino was in called Cru- Cruising, and it was filmed by the same guy who did The Exorcist. His name was uh, I can't remember the director. Who directed The Exorcist? He actually made some good movies, *To Live and Die in LA*. But anyway, the same director. They went into. They were trying to get. It was about a serial killer in the underground gay community, but they were trying to get. Real. It's kind of really super graphic. I was actually surprised that they got some of the stuff in there, but they were met with an immense amount of resistance. Some of these guys from. This is. I think it was kind of pre-AIDS crisis. These guys would come out, and harass them, and make sure the filming didn't go on. So there was a lot of resistance to actually publicizing what was going on in those gay bars, So I think that there's the same thing with these types of crimes, is that certain segments of the gay community may know full well that this stuff goes on, but they don't want to tell the public. They don't want to come forward. And if you go into almost any gay community, there is and there's I've seen this in, in my research into Los Angeles, and I'm sure it's the same with San Francisco, there's a place where you get leather, get masks, all kinds of gnarly stuff. So there's oh, a very yeah. I live
0: uh, in chicago a, bo- a block from boystown which you know is probably one of the safest neighborhoods and if you want sushi and all the best restaurants and not to hear any gunshots that's the place to be <laughs> by rigby field you might hear a couple bitch slaps and lists, but you're not going to get uh, shot at that as much and and absolutely there's you know right down from the best italian place there's your you know sexual fetish shop that's just how it is in, in an underground community like that. So when it when it's on the street and in your face, think about what it is behind closed doors and how deep and dark it can get. And I wouldn't doubt if Rahm Emanuel and Obama were on the block uh, at, uh, after hours, two to four in the morning uh, doing some dirt uh, because that was before anybody knew either of their names as heavy
1: hitters. Yeah, no, the, and they became heavy hitters. There was a, actually, when Obama got inaugurated, one of the deaths took place. There was a man who was abducted and it's very strange. So it's the same type of thing with Joey Labute. Whole bunch of people come in town, celebrate it, and a dude, uh, a, your standard SFK victim, gets abducted. It's in my documentary. I wish I could remember his name. Let me see if I can find that. But that's yeah. another one where like it's a it's and there's been serial killers who have their their prey is found at busy events, you know. So they're like going to to get victims. Um, at, you know, music venues, busy yeah. places. It's not outside yeah. of that. Easy going to
0: get somebody away and nobody's going to see him split off. Classic oh, abduction, right. uh, you know. I wanted to ask you as we start to wrap things up, because I, I do want to have you back on to talk Alistair Crowley. I, I wanna, I'm want i going to grab your books off Amazon. You guys check them out. <laughs> Wayne Ramsey on Amazon. Two great uh, Alistair Crowley books that are up there now. Uh, very well researched, like everything else this gentleman does. Um, but are you, as you're on with three pro wrestlers, are you aware of Alistair Black?
1: No, but some, I think somebody sent me a picture of him. Who's like, he's kind of like an occult, like, uh, that's like his, his kind of character, right? Yeah.
0: He's got he's got tons and tons of symbolic Crowley occultism tattoos all over him. They put him in black, uh, dark rooms lit, and he he speaks very Thulean, esoterically, old gentleman like uh, challenge you to a, a duel type shit. And then when they come, when they bring him out, he he'll, he'll rise out of the uh stage coffin style and comes out you know full mysticism right. rising from the dead reborn again and you know his matches are good and when I would then he does a spot where he'll flip in the ring and go instantly into an indian seated sit kind of crowley-esque meditation and wow. I, it's all sex it's magic a, it's all black purely black. coincidence
2: <laughs> it's all purely coincidence along <laughs> with all the other wrestlemania right. symbolism from 33 and all that stuff WrestleMania 33 was literally, if you look at the set there, William, you'd pick up more than we would. And that, that costs like $4 million to build. You don't just mistakenly wow. design that. Wow, yeah, that's amazing.
1: Um, I'm also in a documentary, a documentary with Gary J. So they call it the phenomenon in Manchester, England. They call it the pusher. So they've taken these things, have gotten these different names, Smiley Face Killer, Pusher. And I had uh, about four cases from Manchester that I researched. But, uh, yeah, I mean, there's just so many.
0: And and maybe even bringing back on this, the the abduction of the little girl there in Europe that they attribute to seeing the Podesta brothers as they drew.
1: McCann, Madeleine McCann. Yeah, Yeah, but I mean, I know Crowley, like, that's uh, (laughs) a little too much. I'm close to being a Crowley expert. But, I mean, the thing about Crowley (laughs) is that he was such a scholar that you really can learn a lot about the occult in general because he aggregated so much information from masonry eastern esotericism yoga Sufism, you know muhammadism it's pretty remarkable about how like imagine a guy who didn't have a job and studied occultism all day long like he really became a scholar for that so sure uh,
0: Yeah, very interesting. We'd love to have you back. GGP, anything uh, else you want to wrap up here before we let them plug, promote, and say
3: thank you, man? No, I just want to thank you for coming on. Obviously, shedding light on something like this is very important, not only to young individuals who are attending college and may be victim to something like this, but just to get the awareness out. You're uh, you're helping us stay vigilant and helping everybody just... Because knowledge is power. So the more people know, the more powerful they're going to become. So we're just... You know you're helping the cause, and I appreciate your hard work and everything that you do for this. Thank you, man. Thank you. Thank you very much, Stevie.
1: Cool. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm so not going, going back to college. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh,
1: and you I don't know, fit I think the
0: profile. So I mean, I'm not young, sexy, and uh, and thin. So I feel I feel a lot safer today. Although I have been on Stevie Richards Fitness, so we may need to add that to the disclaimer if you do too much Stevie Richards fitness, you may become a victim for the smiley face. I've, killer. I have so, a parody you
2: disclaimer know. PDF coming out. William, I'll send it to you. It's probably like six pages long because in this day <laughs> and age, you really have to spell a lot of things out for people. So you literally have to <laughs> say like, I do not want to get sued because you got in shape and decided to go to a bar and encounter the smiley face killer. We have a, we have mm-hmm. the chat room and I'm really, really disgusted with the chat room because Hundred percent of them said that I would be the one that would probably be a serial killer, just because I look like Ted Bundy, which I don't. Yeah.
0: I don't. It's those steely blue I eyes. I think that's no, what gives you away.
2: Steve. <laughs> uh,
0: William, um, uh, please let it, let everybody know where uh, we can find you. We want to get that movie on Vimeo. Uh, Smiley Face Killer, easy to uh, to find there. Uh, where else uh, can we hear more of
1: your stuff? YouTube, obviously. YouTube, I have a, a podcast you can find on, on iHeartRadio if you want to do the research. I've done all my Jim Smith interviews are there. All the other people that I've interviewed around the Smiley Face Killers when I was doing my research. I just put out a new documentary called The Cold Hollywood, which was something I redid. I re, it's a redo of something I did 10 years ago. A lot of information about uh, yeah, really disturbing sub, subjects and uh, palanthas and Kubrick and all these characters so uh, but yeah the Smiley Face Killers documentary is very long it's very, I think it's reasonably priced it's only $5 but I think it'll give people an insight to what I think is really happening which is really pretty very disturbing you don't want your family and friends involved in this these families are ruined uh, traumatized lost uh, for example, the, uh, the James family has a headstone, and all their names are on it. But Dakota James is in Situ. He's he's already buried, and all his parents, you know, are sitting there just uh, lost for this this uh, poor young man who was in the wrong place at the wrong time. So uh, it's a tragedy. We,
0: we hope that uh, you know tonight we can honor my you know we crack a little levity because it's such a heavy topic. Uh, but uh, that uh, you know Dakota James family that someday because of all the great work that you've done. And, and to, to be honest with you, you've set a new standard, I think, for. We have a lot of producers here who are truth seekers who have their own podcasts that really pay attention to us, and we try and set some type of an entertainment bar. But when it comes to the research-wise uh, and looking at it critically through the eyes of the law and, uh, and, and investigator and putting it all together, completely impressive uh, in the work that you've done. And I just want to put that over as well, man, because I know that is no small
1: feat. <laughs> I appreciate it. Thank you. Those are very kind words. I yeah. appreciate it. Well, we we appreciate you,
0: and uh, we'll we'll definitely put all your stuff out here and uh, and and get more eyes on everything that you're doing, man. And uh, hopefully, we catch these son of a bitches in the act as it all falls down
1: around us. You might find that they're going to catch somebody a lot like Jeffrey Epstein in these yeah. cases. So, hope so. so. It was good. The guy from Nexium went down. Je- yeah. Jeffrey Epstein is not getting out of jail, and you know it's good to see that the law enforcement is doing the work. So I commend them. And I commend you for all as well. So I appreciate you having me on.
0: All right, man. You have a great day. And uh, anytime you want to come back
1: to promote anything, we'd love to have you. Awesome. Thanks so much. I appreciate it. Take care. Have a good one. Bye bye.
0: There you go, guys. Uh, Great guest, William Ramsey. I mean, we're trying to get the most high level professionals, not just somebody who's, uh, you know, a a, a simple blog writer. I really implore you if you want to learn more about this.